Brain Fuel with Barbara Britt. Thank you for joining me today with Brain Fuel. And this is my first session I've done since I came back from Africa. And I am excited to be on here with you today to talk to you and to be able just to share some of the things that really helped make this trip one that was memorable and one that um, was actually the one of the best things that ever happened in my life. Well, I went to Africa at the end of um, August and then stayed all the way until the 5th, got back home on the 5th of October here back in the United States. Here's some things that I found out about myself, about others, about how my brain could to could grow and develop and how awe actually helped change the way that I got to experience and see things. I decided before I went that I was going to make sure not to have any preconceptions, any programmed ideas, any thoughts about the people I was going to meet, the country I was going to visit, how my experience was going to affect me. I decided not to think about anything. Well, this was the first trip that I've gone to in a long time that I got to actually join in and go with others. And to say that that makes all the difference in the world is an understatement. You know, we are creatures that we do need other people. We we rely on other people to connect, exchange ideas, to grow and thrive together. And that's just what I got to do on this photo safari. Well, one of the great things about was that I flew to Miami to meet with my friend, Susan Carey, and she picked me up and I stayed overnight with her. And then we met with Christian Del Sorio, who actually runs and sets up these entire safaris. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better guide. And it started from Miami all the way into Tanzania. And uh, even the experience of a flight there, uh, when we got to the airport, I got to meet Earl and Roger. And so we all traveled and with Susan's daughter, um, Mary Ann, we all got to travel together. So experiences, most, uh, some of them traveled in business and um, I did not, I did not travel in business. And uh, so some of our experiences are a little bit different. If I was gonna go on another trip like this for 15 hours flight, and then some layovers and then another five to seven hour flight, I would definitely go in to business class just because it would give me a little more stretch part and uh, allow my legs to stretch out and maybe allow me to get a little bit of sleep on the plane. This is what I found out because I didn't have preconceptions because I didn't, and I fought against preconceptions the whole entire time. I just wanted to go in and absorb and enjoy every single moment. So getting to fly with other people and staying in some of the, the uh, concierge uh, 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 sections of the thing where we could wait for eight hours, take showers. The food was wonderful. Um, the food was actually um, uh, 
international food. So you had different types of food, something that you could enjoy and eat, getting to be with these people, getting to discuss and talk and getting to learn because these were going to be 12, some of the 12 people that we were going to spend entire nine days with, uh, you know, and so here's what I found out. You know, I've talked about being in awe before. Well, when you go in to Africa, it's like something I've never got to experience before. First of all, the people were as beautiful as the animals and 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 the views that we got to witness. One of my most favorite things was in our and our way to travel was we were in these great big huge type of SUV things. They had one, two, three, four levels of seats. And the seats actually went up and they were open air. They could lift it up. And so one of the best things for me was to be able to step in and step up on the seats and get to be able to see for miles get to see for miles, even when we were traveling down and, and all the work roads, yes, they were dirt roads and uh, traveling around those dirt roads and they were bumpy. And yet, like I came back, I was bruised from one end of my body to the next, but I had the best. It was so liberating to get all that fresh air <laughs> when you weren't, when you weren't being dusted out. Yes. Yeah, so if you were following another uh, uh, safari uh, transportation, then you might get some dust. But the great thing about ours was our two drivers, Robbie and Karachi, were so wonderful. They were such educators. They could tell you about every animal, every bird, the insects. They could tell you about everything. Going on this experience with two people that love their country, love this experience, had actually been trained in other areas of, uh, you know, Karachi was um, a veterinarian before he decided to do this, but they loved and explained everything about their country. And we would be driving and all of a sudden they would spot a leopard or they would spot a lion. And, and with them, we got to experience with just our group, when we had two of the vehicles, we got to experience things that no one else did. There were some areas where we traveled together, but I will tell you this about being in awe and getting to share it and getting to build relationships on this trip. 12 different people on this thing, 12 people that did different things in their life. We had two couples on our trip but from every single person, we learned something. And when you saw something and you were in awe and we were all very much interested in learning photography. So Christian is, is a fabulous photographer. He takes all the pictures for John Maxwell and, and for Paul Martinelli, and he just does a beautiful job. So around my neck, I had strapped a camera that he loaned me. And I'm, I'm trying to learn to take pictures of the camera and I'm taking pictures with my phone and he's teaching the whole time. But you know what I did? Because I didn't come in with a pre-perception. I really fought against that. When we would all witness the same thing, a bird in flight, the willabees doing the great migration along with the zebras and seeing them, when I would take a picture and when they take a picture, of the same exact 
thing, all from the same angle. We all captured something uniquely and beautifully different. We all captured, now, now listen, the same crossing, the same animals falling off those cliffs. Yes, falling off those cliffs, the willow bees falling in and because they just follow each other. They just blindly follow each other. Once one of them starts the migration, then, you know, thousands. The zebras that go with them are a little bit more mindful and you didn't see them jumping off the cliffs like you saw the willow bees. They, they were a little more mindful. But even seeing that and all of us videoing that and then taking individual shots, we captured different things. And so instead of getting to see something from just my viewpoint, I got to experience 11 other pictures. I got to be able to, to absorb and capture everything that, that, that went on. And I'm still to this day, still to this day, I came back on the 5th. I still to this day am capturing some of those moments because they're still sharing their pictures and their video. And we were, Christian taught us how to edit everything and how to do things. This trip was more about the wonderful animals that we got to see. And we would be 12 feet away from a pride of lions of 21 and see that majestic male lion who just just oozes, you know, that he is the king. And to see the pride of female lions who actually go out and do the hunting and 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 and, and killing of the food so that that the majestic lion can eat. Uh, he eats first. Watching the elephants from 12 feet away and how they are some of the best parents you've ever seen. Getting to understand by with Robbie and Karachi, why does this happen? How does this happen? What you know, getting to find out things behind it, getting to go in and seeing the Mosaic tribe that absolutely live off of nothing, nothing. They 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 make their own huts, they have to go and gather the water. Uh, you know, they move really at one time were very nomadic and now they have to stay where they can get land to feed their animals on being able to see all the different cultures in Africa and absorb and understand them for what they represented without saying, well, here it wouldn't be like that. You know, no, you weren't in, you weren't in America. You were in, someplace different that had different concepts but when you would see something and you would be in awe because we were one unit and we kind of really gravitated and we learned from each other we ate breakfast lunch and dinner together we traveled and things the only times that we weren't together was when we're in our tents at night and you were closed off and all you heard was the animal sounds the animals that were right you know five feet away from your tent, <laughs> lions and uh, and uh, zebras and willow beasts and you name it, they were right outside of your tent. But when you got to share the awe with others, 
and know where they were coming from. It no longer mattered what politics we practice, what religion we practice. We became a strong unit and we really learned and grew together. Someone had a headache or upset stomach. Someone had medicine for it. Someone needed this. I bought tons of medicine for stings and bites of the tsetse fly. I had wipes, you name it. I had everything possible. And I think on the on the trip, I was the only one that really wasn't bitten. I mean, I think I got bitten six times. And, uh, and I'm not for sure of that. It may have been only four times. But um, I never had the sting with it. I never had anything that stayed with it. So I could freely give all of my stuff away. I wasn't going to be using it again. And I could give it away. And people freely gave things to me and we helped each other see things and learn how to work our cameras and you know what we just learned to be kind humans the humankind because we got to watch and we got to absorb how animals lead how they live how how they're actually very kind to one another one of the things to me that i stayed with and i loved the most was watching the willoughby's and the zebras, they're always together. Now, all of the animals have abilities to defend themselves. They can either run really fast. They can they can do all these different things. And so the willoughbys and the, the zebras can't really just fight back. They don't fight back so much. That's just not their nature. It's not something that they can do. But they travel together. And you'll see a whole group of zebras or little pods of zebras and little pods of willoughbys all mixed in. And one of the things that I loved about it was the zebras have fabulous jaws and teeth and they can, that dry grass, and it is dry. They can, they can actually pull it and, and crunch it and, 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 and chew it up. The willoughbys don't have as strong as jaws and all, but they can smell water from miles away and the zebras cannot. So they run together, they sleep together, they coexist together. And the zebras will even, even though they don't have to, they will even do part of the great migration with the willoughbys. The zebras also are very smart. And the willoughbys have a tendency to just follow. They just follow. So I loved how they took each other's strengths and they utilized it and they could, they weren't of the same species, but this is where they were a unit. They ate grasses. They, they, they roam. They um, need water every single day in order to live. They have to have water. They care for their young and their young stay in there with them. And so their whole group Says like that. So it was beautiful to see. One of the best things that thing I want to leave you with is um, how they watched out for each other. You would get zebras and they would go back to back, their butts touching. And then on the side would come two other zebras to their butts again. Now you'd have four butts touching. And so they were looking in all four directions. And they were just looking and they were watching for predators watching for lions is what they were watching for, uh, hyenas, things like that that could actually take them out. And so 
they were watching. And while they were watching, you'd have willoughbees over here sleeping. You'd have zebras sleeping. You'd have another group of willoughbees all back to back watching. And so all the way around, you didn't see them fighting and squabbling. You just saw this beautiful, beautiful coexistence that allowed both sets of animals to live and thrive and to raise their young. So I'm going to leave you with that today. What time of the day, what day are you going to choose this week or next week to totally, totally throw your preconceptions away and just listen to learn, view to understand and thrive with others and then just honestly honestly get into awe and share it with another human being and see if your life isn't better it's not fuller you're not ready to championship things i really challenge you to that if you do it my email is barbajbrett.com go to it let me know also, you can go to my website, let me know. I would love to send you pictures. I have, because of Christian and all the others, I have, I took over 9,000 pictures, but I have pictures that are unbelievable. Things that I would love to share with you from a viewpoint of only seven to 12 feet away. This is Barbara Britt. You have been with Brain Fuel with Barbara Britt. And I am so glad to be back, get to talk to you and to be able to share this. If you want to know how you can go on a safari like that, well, I will, you know, let me know and I will get you connected to Christian. It's the most unbelievable. And when I've heard other people talk about their safaris, it was nothing, nothing like what we got to experience. We got to experience the best of Africa. Again, have a great day.